Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 139 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Saturday. We'll be quick on the number because there's only one player who wore wore number 39. It's going to be very, very quick. Only one player worth 39, as Omar just pointed out. Larry Zonko, Hall of Famer, one of three players to have his jersey number retired by the Dolphins, the other two being Bob Greasy and Dan Marino. And we could go on a long diatribe, which we've done before on retiring jersey numbers, but we're not going to because we've been there already. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, me, hey, hey. I, I saw Zonka. Zonka put up something um, recently. If you haven't checked out his, his, his um, Twitter account, you should because he's actually very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, it's Larry Zonka. But he put up something about his real difficult relationship that he had with Don Shula and how they got together over the final years and all their, their gray hairs. And it was like, literally, we're, we're fighting still. Tell over over these stories and, and arguing our side, and I'm like, man, boy, that that must have been a great conversation to live through. Uh, and I've heard so many different tales and and yeah. about things that the players would do to 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 Shula, Shula, and Zonka was usually at the epicenter of it, which you know I yeah. thought was hilarious. I I always think it's hilarious. No, and if you, you think back at the era where Zonka played, I mean, the 1970s was a time when the coach said something. You're like, yes, sir. And Zonka was like, why? What if I don't feel like doing it? You know, so. Uh, a man in my own heart. The guy played hard and he was like a, he was like a defensive tackle running with the ball. I mean, there, there, he literally got fall for, got called for a personal foul run time running with the ball and he's carrying the ball in his right hand. On his left arm, I should say, in his right arm, he throws like a, like an elbow to the face of the defender trying to tackle him. Oh yeah, the dude. The dude is not. That, that is one guy that I wish I could see old footage of. I swear, like I, I, I have not ever seen him play, and I am very curious to see him play. Like oh, it's up there. there. There's nothing pretty about his his game, but he was man. So, anyhow, uh, as we said, it's uh, Saturday, November 25th, the day after the Dolphins' impressive 34-13 victory against the New York Jets. Mike McDaniel uh, just got done not too long ago with a uh, Zoom media session where immediately he confirmed the the, uh, the unfortunate news that we pretty much knew all along is that Jalen Phillips indeed did tear an Achilles. He's done for the year. Um, interesting note a little bit later on in the media session that apparently Aaron Rodgers is trying through back channels to get in touch with Jalen Phillips to provide whatever assistance he can. Uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers still has it out there that he's coming back at some point during the season. That's not happening Get that out of your minds, Dolphin fans. That's not happening for Jalen Phillips, unfortunately. Not Dude, this season. Yeah. Not this year. I mean, he'll ideally he's back by the start of training camp next year. Everybody wants to be on the Aaron Rodgers plan, man. Like it, I, I, I think he's crazy if he thinks he's going to play. Um, but hey, more power to you because you're Aaron Rodgers and you you got it like that, and you're trying to set set different trends. I saw the graphic that they put up during the game of what his surgery was like and how it was so unorthodox. And I was just like, man, you're, you're just setting a standard that nobody else is going to be able to follow. No, but if it works, I mean, if he winds up being able to come back this year, and this is where at, at some point he was talking about mid-December and the Dolphins play the Jets again December 17th. That's as mid-December as it gets. Mm-hmm. And then later it became week 16 which would be the week after when the Dolphins face instead the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we discussed this on the live uh, recap yesterday. I, I mean, to me, to, to go stick himself behind that Jets offensive line is completely nuts. But uh, 
Yeah, to each his own. Um, let's let's dive into a little bit more of the recap. One of the things that I did find that was a little troubling was uh, Mike McDaniel acknowledged that Toronto Armstead is batting a quadriceps injury. Um, quadriceps, not good. Um, they usually last a little bit of time. Um, hopefully, it's just a strain. If, if we if if it was a tear, we would know it was tear. Yeah. Yeah. No. If I may, uh, McDaniel indicated it's not as severe as the the, the injury that. Isaiah Wynn had mm-hmm. also the quad he called. He basically said it's game to game for Toronto. Um, I wonder if that was something that was suffered in the game or something that he was battling with going into the game. Um, as we know, uh, Toronto showed up for practice, the one practice that they had late during the week. And I'm, you know, I generally when players show up for practice late it's it's generally something medical um and it you know obviously Tehran has always got something medical going on uh the hope is that he can make it through the season um yes I do know that they have Kendall Lamb but Kendall Lamb is also battling a back injury I know he played in the game but he had to be um you know updated you had to get an update on Friday that he was questionable for the game because of a back strain um, so that's definitely maybe slept bad in the New York bed. I have no idea. But um, having Kendall Lamb, I mean, having having Isaiah, I say Isaiah Wynn, having Teron Armstead on the field, even though he hasn't looked like himself as of late, um, I did see that Pro Football Focus has him as the highest rated pass blocking offense and tackle in the NFL, not to say that that means anything because I'm not a huge, big pro football focus um, um, guy, but I will say this, Tehran is a very consistent, reliable, forceful offensive tackle, and I'd rather him be available than him not be available, and it looks like we're probably going to be shutting him down so that we can head into the December games um, the qualifying games, the elimination games with our best on the field. So uh, that's not a good thing. I know it's week to week, but oh no, he said day to, game to game. No, game, well, same, same difference, game to game, week to week. And the next game is against Washington, which, and if, if Tehran has to miss that game, it would, to me, it would be a lot more problematic before the trade deadline when Washington still had Chase Young and Montez Sweat. They still have a. They still got a pretty. Uh, I think that's probably the only thing respectable about their team at this point. Still, their well, defense. Well, their two, their two defensive tackles are really good. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and they do have some good wide receivers. Terry McLaurin's a very nice wide receiver. Uh, really, Terry he's McLaurin's okay. a very good wide receiver. He's okay. He's, not, he's okay. I mean, he's all right. Wow, harsh, harsh. Um, Okay, anyway, I said what I said. He's a very good wide receiver. Uh, Jahan Dotson on the other side, I uh, believe, is a former first or second round pick who is not bad at all. Uh, Curtis Samuel is not a bad wide receiver. Sam Howell's put up big numbers, but he's kind of a little bit loose with the ball, to say the least. By the way, Terry, Terry McLaurin has three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Woohoo! So does so so shall um, Jalen Waddle soon. Like, it's okay. okay. Are, you, are, you, are you poo-pooing Jalen Waddle? No, no, no. I'm saying you said he's very good wide receiver. He's okay. He's all right. He's, he's, he's yeah, solid. He's got last and, three years, 87, 77, and 77 catches and averaging about 1,100 yards. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. Should I fear him? No. Um, the, their starting center 
take a guess. Take a wild guess. Former Dolphin. I was going to say, uh, Ted Larson. Damn. How did you, Tyler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Ted or Tyler Larson? It's Tyler Tyler Larson, yeah. That's not a former Dolphin. Ted Larson's a former Dolphin. Hmm, I wonder if he's related. Ted Larson, I saw the other day. I saw another Larson. I want to say Packers, maybe. Um, Hmm. So one of the Thanksgiving Day games. But no, their offensive line is is not that much better than that of the of the Jets. In fact, Sam Howell, I believe, was on pace to set a record for most times sacked uh, in a season. The record belongs to David Carr in Houston's first year. What? Mm-hmm. Wait, give me a look. It, it says Tyler Larson um, okay. signed with the Miami Dolphins as an undrafted free agent in 2014. I don't believe you. Ever, well, they may have been like a camp body. I don't believe you ever played for them. Yeah, I, uh, it's strange. But the funny thing is, I thought he was Ted Larson. I'm trying to find a connection here, and um, I don't, I can't. But go ahead, continue. Anyway, um, no, the, their offensive line is really, really poor. They have a couple of good running backs with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. But again, and Logan Thomas has become who actually once upon a time was with the Dolphins as a quarterback. And has That's become correct. Really Pretty decent tight end. Mm-hmm. And well, they got Jacoby Brissett. That's right. That's who is right. one of the wackest quarterbacks that we've had here in franchise history. And I they'll see. have either a, a new defensive coordinator or an, or an interim defensive coordinator after after they fired Jack Del Rio, who's claimed to fame in Dolphin history. Why is my voice echoing all of a sudden? Um, he got uh he got released to make room for Zach Thomas. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, he was going to be the starting middle linebacker in 1996 and until Jimmy Johnson got a look at Zach Thomas and said, no, nope, Jack, we're good. Bye. And that was the end of his career. Jack, we actually had a, pretty, <coughs> me, had a pretty long career in the NFL. I wonder if there's beef with him and Zach Thomas because of this. Why would there be? Not his fault. Zach Thomas was better. Um, so now Ron Rivera apparently is taking over the play calling duties for the commanders. And we can say what we want about Ron Rivera as a head coach. I like him. Yeah, To me, he lost me a little bit earlier this year when they were on the road at Philly. They scored a game-tying touchdown in the final minute or in the final seconds, I should say, maybe even the last play of the game. And he went for the kick to tie instead of going for the win right then and there. They got a bad call in overtime against them that when the Eagles win, Eagles win and, and won the game in overtime. So you're the you're you're an overtime for the win guy. You're you're a go for if the win. If you're, if you're the weaker team on the road and you just scored a touchdown on the last play of the game, go for the win right then and there. Absolutely. Okay. I, I I'm I'm just I'm just alarmed that we are we are the same. One of the one of a kind in this oh, in, in our thought process there. Surprise, surprise. I know who knew, right? Yeah. Um, let's get into some of the coverage. Um, I wrote a column about Tua after fighting with you last night uh, on the podcast. This some jerk just kept saying that. Oh God, we gotta we gotta wait till December. Oh December, and nothing that matters, nothing that's been done now matters until December. We can't pay First him. All, who said that? And who are you calling a jerk? I don't know. Some Damn. guy that was on a podcast. Damn, we're, we're going we're going there now. 
I'm just saying, like, oh, December, December, December. Oh, it's not December yet. Oh, okay, when it gets December, then we can see about December. Right. Do I need to throw out the numbers, or, or, or are you going to get off? Are we going to fight again? Or am I going to have to? Oh, let me rephrase that. Or am I going to have to be a jerk again by pointing out certain things you don't like me pointing out? Uh, you can point out. I'm not scared. It don't bother me. Okay, like, there's nothing to be scared of. There's nothing. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And you can poop with the December thing all you want. The fact is that his tourist career rating between September through November is like 105, and in December it's 80. And those are those are facts. That's not an opinion. Those are facts. Oh, okay. And and as I wrote in a column, yeah, there's another level of his game that he needs to unlock. And right now he is in the Alex Smith. The uh, the the Matt Ryan category of NFL players, he will go down as somebody who's very good, who can lead your team to the playoffs, but can't win crap. And honestly, I'm, I'm and I'm being honest and transparent, and and I've said this on the podcast, and I stand by it. I blame him for the Eagles' loss. I blame him for the Chiefs' loss. Yeah, these turnovers of recent have not been very good. He needs to clean that up. But if if he is the quarterback that I think he is, he's got to show that it factor and and pull it out and put his team on his back. And that's not happening right now. And statistically, as you pointed out, he's kind of come back to the pack. You know, now he's like, what, fifth in the NFL in passer rating? This isn't the two I know. That coming off his worst passer rated game uh, of, of of the season, there are, there's another level of execution and play and operation that he hasn't gotten to. And while I can blame it on injuries and the offensive line, um, and and some of the things that have worked, can can I speak? Can can I speak with a shaking your head? I, I I know in your world, you know having your eighth and ninth offensive lineman on the field, no big deal. Cause you know, other teams, other teams go through that as well. But I think that things are impacting play calling. I think that things are impacting the operation of the offense and it's on Tua to lift everything up. That's what elite quarterbacks do. They raise the tide of the talent that's around them. And right now it's not happening for this team. And despite the wins, and as you point out so accurately, December is his worst month of, of his career. Okay, and a couple of points I want to make. I was shaking my head because I, I haven't seen games where the offensive line, no matter who's in there, has performed poorly enough to where Tua is constantly harassed to the point where it's drastically affecting his ability to be effective. But, I haven't seen but not lately. Buffalo in the first half, he had he had good protection. It started, it, it went downhill after that, but not lately. Um, number two, and this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to this. I'm going to be fair here. The passer rate, the passer rating, I think sometimes gets overblown. And this is where I make the point that the passer rating, when it's way up there, let's take a step back and see what he has to operate with. Like Brock Purdy, who's done a marvelous job with the 49ers is now the leader in the NFL and passer rating. You're not going to tell me that Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL. Sorry. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's a good quarterback. He's not the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay. I, I think he's really damn good and has been really damn good since last year. And to me, I would tell you also that San Francisco is about the best or one of the best situations for a quarterback where you could pluck in a lot of different quarterbacks in that spot and get similar results. And that's my thing. Having said that, the passer rating yesterday was affected very negatively. It was 77. It would have been 91.5 if Tyreek doesn't drop that pass in the end zone. And I hope you watched the replay. So I did. Okay. And it was a very beautiful pass that was dropped. I did see the angle that, that you obviously okay. saw. Yeah. So uh, that's why this is why I, I I said yesterday, and somebody called me out in the comments. I'm going to repeat what I said yesterday. To me, it's I not. Say what I said. Go ahead. It's not purely stats. It's not purely analytics. It's not purely the eyeball test. It's a combination of the three. Okay. And it's like. To me, to go like two is great because he was number one in passer rating last year and he's number five this year. That's It's not that simple because, again, like it or not, you have to factor in the fact that his wide receivers are wide open a pretty pretty nice chunk of, of the time. I don't see that More. many wide open wide receivers right now. I see a team that can't really operate down the field. Sorry. Watch every game and, and you'll see – Five or six completions that are – and against the Raiders, those two long outs to, to Tyreek, that's not wide open. There's literally nobody seven yards within That's people terrified by Tyreek's speed. That's one receiver. Regardless one of the receiver. reason – again, and this is why, again, for me, he's the MVP because, again, he terrifies defenses that much. And even yesterday, by by his standards, he had a crappy game and is still 8 of 104-1. No, 9-104-1. With a crappy game. So anyway, um, no, and, I'm, and I and I don't think it's totally on person. And I'm I, unlike you. I don't think it's completely on Tua for the Dolphins to succeed in December. And I do think the Dolphins have two games to, to get right offensively. Although no, especially this game here. If they don't, they need to get, have a big game against Washington here because Washington sucks defensively. Even even if they get a little bit better with three, Ron Rivera, three games to get right. Three games to get right. Tennessee's not bad on defense. I mean, but oh, they're, no, they're yeah, they're good. They're very good. They're kind of like Jets like in that their offense puts a lot of pressure on them. And then they got the Jets again. And the Jets, <clears throat> excuse me, and the Jets do have a good defense on the Dolphins. I will say this. I was very impressed with the Dolphins. Actually, the Dolphins passing game was very good in the first half yesterday. And it was like 150 yards passing. And the second half, it was a running game that took over, partly because the Jets defense just defense, you know, wears out because their offense sucks so much and and the dolphin defense played great too but that just offensive yeah i'm pretty sure they'll be on trevor simeon and as a quarterback in week 15 but let, let, we're not talking about the jets we're talking yeah. about the dolphins who actually face a, a, a washington team on on december the 3rd um 1 p.m um that's on the road right yeah that's you are correct sir let me let me look real quick see if we have a very early uh weather forecast i mean go ahead um no, it, it, listen, to me, I, and I know you think uh, it's it's everybody. It's play calling. I don't see the same similar plays. Last 
yesterday was the first time I saw some of those cheat motions on the road. Um, and I get it. It's not easy to operate. It's not easy to incorporate, especially when you cannot hear the snap count. Um, but there are things that they need to do to get back to where they were so that they can still be humming. And I know they scored 33 points. I think it's, it, you know, that that's impressive. But they need to, especially when your defense is playing the way that they are, um, they're humming. They're, they're, they're really trending upwards. Um, I believe you said that they're the top six unit right now, even though teams have not played the played played a game yet. Yeah. No, no, but but it's by average. So the teams that the teams they jumped with, with by holding the Jets to 160 yards would have to go under the the current average, which is the, where where are they at 305 or something. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you told me it wouldn't happen in one game. No, it it did happen in it happened in two games. They went from 12th to 6th, which is quite impressive. But that that's the Jalen Ramsey effect of, of, of on that defense. And it's everybody. Everybody's playing well. Um, now, how will it be? How will not having Jalen Phillips impact it? Yeah, that just means Andrew Van Ginkle's got to step up, play bigger, play better. Emmanuel Ogba's got to step up and become that third edge rusher. And then David Long Jr. is going to have to play more snaps as an interior guy on passing downs, which is where he'd been kind of splitting his role with Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, I think David Long Jr. of all of those individuals is is the most ready to step up. I think he probably entered that game still as the leading tackler. I don't know where he is with Javon Holland, um, but he, he had been trending up for the last month. I'm glad to see that he's going to get more opportunities to get more snaps. We all know what Andrew Van Ginkle is and what he can do. Um, and, and then Emmanuel Agua. Time to earn that paycheck, brother, and 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 showcase yourself for your next NFL team because we're all absolutely certain that you're going to be released and 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 used to create cap space. Yeah, and it might also mean well, David Long at Junior actually had more snaps than Andrew Van Ginkle yesterday, which was a reversal from the game against the Raiders, and maybe it means more snaps for Duke Riley on, on as a. You just made a face. You just made a face. No, I, was like, I, I never thought about that. Well, as a third, as a third inside linebacker, if they're using now, if they're going to use Van Ginkle strictly as as an edge guy, then you need a backup to Baker and Long inside, and Duke Riley's a serviceable backup at that spot. I don't think I'm, I'm not expecting Channing, Channing Tindall to get any snaps. Um, no, and it's actually funny too because um, in looking at the snap counts, there were two players. Two position players who did not play a down on offense or defense yesterday. One was Robert Hunt, obviously because he's still nursing the injury. The other one was Channing. Channing run? He played. He played special teams and not play a down on defense. Not even at the end of the game. At the end of the game. So who was in there at the end of the game? Duke and who else? Uh, did they even have two? Maybe they only had one inside linebacker. I don't know. They had. Uh, no way they only had one inside linebacker. So, I'm telling you, all I can tell you is that by the snap count, Channing Tindall is, is a goose egg on defense. Wow. No, I don't remember who it was. Um, in terms of injuries, there was no, there was nothing else. There was no other mention. Javon Holland. No. Yeah, no mention of Javon Holland. Who, my 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 bad. I got scolded for not for being a, an ill-informed journalist who deals in facts and not knowing that Javon Holland was a knee injury. I never saw the Dolphins official statement on what his injury was. And I looked at the play. He got hurt on a play where he lowered his head straight into a, a, a receiver. I think it was a tight end on top of that. 
on his body and silly me to assume that it was a, it was a stinger or evaluated for a concussion. So my bad. I dropped the ball on that one. Flag, flag me. Listen, Ron Holland is an elite player and the best safety in the NFL. The all dolphin podcast needs to put some respect on his name. Okay. Um, now ignore the fact that everybody, including his position coach, Ronaldo Hill and, and Mike McDaniel, have been saying like, yeah, he's been real thirsty for an interception. And and finally he got one on a on a basically a jump ball. And props to him for running back. No, yeah. I was gonna say like massive props to him for that. That was some major returning there. The pick itself, I don't know if I've ever seen a Hail Mary where there's All one short of the end zone. Yeah. Not only that, but there was oh no, it worked. Oh, huh? What'd you say? There was one guy in there he, with the ability so clear, unhindered to make a catch. Hell, he could have called for a fair catch. That's why that's how clear he was. Look at the replay. No, 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 no. Because the ball was short of the end zone. No, which... correct. It was like the, the one yard line. Yeah. But it yeah. was it's we're usually usually it's three or four sets of hands that go up. That's why you don't you never see that. I think, I think uh, everybody had to come up for the ball because it didn't make it to the end zone, and so Javon Holland was just in the best situation to go get it. And and man, did he go get it? And he did a dynamic return. Want to single out Christian Wilkins for laying out Brees Hall on that return? Um, as, as usual, you know Christian Wilkins is looking to lay out somebody on, on, on those plays. Man, that that must have been like his Christmas Christmas time, and except for when he was getting sacks. And Christian is, man. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Yeah. Move. By the way, I'm a, for some reason, this has come as some surprise to some Dolphin fans. Christian can move. Uh, and, dude, if, if you didn't know it by, like, when he did the split after Clemson won a national title right there, I mean, you don't see 320-pound 300, dudes do the split like that, like he did. I mean, and it was, like, seamless. And then – that little dance step he did on the hard knocks that was also very cool. Dude's got oh, moves. that bean high dance, yeah. He's yeah, he's he's got moves, he could dance. He's right. he, he's gonna be cashing checks, he's gonna be cashing a check, uh, more than likely a franchise tag. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that and then with a lot of the other free agents. Somebody on Twitter who I I don't know where I saw this comment, but they made a very interesting point. He's like, Christian's going to get paid, but I would rather pay Connor Williams and Robert Hunt the sum of money that it will take to sign Christian Wilkins. And I thought to myself, hmm, very interesting point. Very, except for the fact that Christian is probably the heart and, well, was the heart and soul of the defense until Jalen Ramsey showed up and might still be the heart and soul of the defense. And You know what I would like personally? I would like, Hard knocks offseason Miami Dolphins to be in on those meetings where they have to decide where they allocate the money next offseason. Oh, like like they'll ever show that. Like, <laughs> they'll, they'll, like hey. they'll ever show those conversations. Yeah. A guy, a guy can dream, right? Speaking of which, I'm like very curious. I don't know about you. I think they're going to devote – I think we're going to get a whole lot – a good long segment on the, on the pick six on the hard knocks on Tuesday. I am very curious – if they're going to completely ignore the Jalen Phillips injury or they're going to show, because personally what I would like to see is this teammates rally around him, him the humanity like, of it, the humanity. Yeah, correct. Of it. correct. And, and I don't know if that's something that they're, they're going to be a little bit touchy about because it's, a player I, I, I think, yeah, man. Um, 
it doesn't necessarily glorify the NFL, but then everything can't glorify the NFL and you have to show the human side of, of things as well. And a player suffering a Steven injury, injury um, crying as he gets rolled off the field in, in, you know, just absolutely broken up. Um, that that's Jalen Phillips. And hopefully they tape some pre stuff about him and, and can use him to paint a story of an NFL player. Um, I know that he was definitely the guy that they were interested in taping some stuff with. Um, let's see if they got it done. And then Teron Armstead, Woo. you yeah, know, I don't know. Like, for example, I don't need to see again because we saw it in the first episode. I, we don't need, are we going to see again Tyreek running to the stands to give his wife the ball? Yes, we must continue that storyline. I mean, it's like, it, yes, already. maybe she was mic'd up again. She, bro, she was, she was bust down with her outfit and the wool hat and the diamonds. And did you know she was Kenny Vaccaro's sister? I didn't yes. know that. Mm-hmm. You knew that? Mm-hmm. From the beginning? Yes. Really? How am I left out of this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I I mean, I'm usually on top of these things. By the way, for those who don't know, Kenny Vaccaro was a longtime safety in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I'm like, how did that connection happen there? Did Kenny Vaccaro play for the Chiefs or is it just, you know? Nope. And he played at the University of Texas and Tyree played at Oklahoma State and then they a juco i believe so i don't know i don't know how that hookup came about that that is a question that i will ask tyreek on on thursday because i'm very curious now i'm 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 curious okay it it has piqued my interest okay my and my apologies for not having let you know about that yeah bad Um, Bad allen oh and did you see that ryan fitzpatrick sent uh Sends Zach Sealer's wife. She put that on social media. She sent him a jersey um, with a note at the bottom that was really funny. And of course, now I forgot what the note was. But look it up on the, her name is Hannah H A N N A H Sealer. Uh, she, she had a post about it that was very funny. Didn't Zach just get engaged? Who? Zach Sealer. Zach Sealer just. He's been married. He's, he's, they're expecting. Um, oh, that was it. That was the announcement they're, they're expecting. Yes. Okay. My bad. My humble apologies. <laughs> I, I, I'm not keeping up with my wives of the Dolphins. This is Sealer. He didn't mean it. He didn't know. It's an honest mistake. Yes. Man. In, uh, yes. Expecting. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, we're Dolphins are off on Sunday. They'll be back at work Monday. Boo. They should have got Boo. a victory Monday. Boo. Well, they, they off Saturday, off Sunday. They got to get ready for those mighty commanders. Yeah, you could have done a victory Monday, have them back in the building on Tuesday. You could have, if you wanted. They want to keep, keep the routine of having Tuesdays off. So, uh, where that leaves us, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are for whether we should do something tomorrow or not. I don't know, but we do have a Tehran Armstead first and ten that we can certainly give the That's people. That's going to go up tomorrow. Yeah, see, look what I just said. There we go. All righty. Well, thank you for watching All Dolphins Podcast. As you know, you can find all our work at alldolphins.com for free. No subscription required. Um, Poopard's got like 16 stories today. Um, And 
you know how to find us. Like, subscribe, um, listen to the audio, rate us on the audio because we have, we'd actually like some ratings. And But overall, we're always here for you at alldolphins.com. We will and, see you. And what I, what I, what I would add is we're pushing toward our goal from the Dougley – Dougley set for us of 20,000 by the end of the season. I did not state that as a goal. I'm okay, not. can we shoot for 15,000? Bottom line, tell your friends, tell all Dolphin fans to check us out and subscribe. subscribe yeah. Yes, thank you. And, and, yeah. We thank appreciate you. it.